welcome to A Tribe Called Her, a podcast dedicated to uplifting women like you so they can make a difference. I am your host, Yejide Adewako. Adewako. In a world where women face the inner struggle to find their identity, we seemingly have less options. Through personal stories and authentic conversations, I will be creating a safe space to break away from the overwhelming pressure. Join me each week for empowering conversations. Hello ladies, welcome to another episode of A Tribe Called Ha. How are you doing? My name is Yejide Adewakun and I am your host. I'm so grateful and thankful that you have chosen to listen to me one more time. I mean, it's a privilege and I do not take it for granted. So can we talk about the struggles that Nigerian women face? It's a lot of work to be a Nigerian woman on a normal day, not to talk of in a pandemic. Well, it's probably a lot of work being a woman anywhere in the world at the moment. Apart from being mentally and physically stressed because the kids are home 24-7, the patriarchal nature of the Nigerian culture keeps making us feel disempowered. And that is why today's episode will have a new twist. I'll be talking about how we can be empowered as women by turning our passion into profit. Joining us on today's episode is the amazing Yejide Ayomufe-Rusewe. Yejide is a lawyer and the creative director of Niger Nomads, a full-service travel company focused on making travel seamless for the Nigerian traveler. She has succeeded in you know, turning her passion into an amazing profitable business. She has also been listed as one of the 100 most inspiring ladies in Nigeria. So if you have ever dreamt of turning your passion into profit, this episode is for you. By the end of the episode, you have a better understanding of how to build a business or a side also around your passion. You know how to make money from doing what you love. You know how to turn your passion into a profitable business, how to balance, juggle your business and other commitment, plus lots more. So make yourself comfortable. We're going to have an amazing time today. Day. Thank you so much for doing this, and it's good to have you here. Uh, Hi, <laughs> how you doing? It's amazing that we're still doing things. So, yeah, I know. Thank you for having me. So I've known you from the days of our, you know, and to the days of wow. So I think we've been friends <laughs> for like for like a decade now. So yeah, yeah, it must be a decade. Yeah, yeah, and I know that you have so much up there, and I'd like for you to share it with my subscribers on the podcast. So, so I'm going to start by asking you to tell me about yourself. Okay. So my name is obviously you today. I am and I am the CEO founder of the coolest travel company, you know, Niger Nomads. <laughs> yes. I am, yeah, so I have a, degree in law and I also have a master's in law but I fell in love with travel probably when I went for my master's degree in UK which was like 2011 and I haven't looked back ever since so yeah that's me in a nutshell yeah because I know you've made um traveling actually a cool like obby <laughs> I keep seeing those yeah. beautiful pictures you know yeah. and those created um um, trips you do on Instagram and mm-hmm. it really really was you know I really feel like I need to be on one of those your you know you, you have to be you actually have trip. to be 
Yes. Yeah, it has to be because we usually have like the coolest. I don't know for some reason we just attract like really really cool people of like minds. So a little family in Niger nomads really. So when you see us in the comment section on Instagram, just acting a fool, you just know that yeah, it's it's a, it's a very nice close knit travel community that we have built, and I'm very very proud of what I have done so far. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah. So how did you discover your passion? Hmm, interesting question. So travel has always been, I'll be honest, travel has always been something that I have always done. I mean, even from when I was a child, my mom, so that's something about me that you know now. Yeah. My mom is from Imo State, and when it was, as far as I can remember, we always, I grew up in Ibadan, my mom always wanted to take us home every Christmas. So that is mm-hmm. as far back as traveling has been for me. So it's from those road trips that we take home to see my grandma, my grandpa, and my cousins, my distant relatives in the village, to flying on airplanes, to, um, uh, whatchamacallit, to going into me in 2011 like i mentioned before that was where like it actually i actually got like that spark to discover more so for me it's really not just about picking up my bags and going to the london america dubai and all that it's more of going to all those unique seemingly different places for like the average nigerian traveler so that is the kind of travel that i do so that aspect and that is what i usually just encourage other nigerians to do as well you know like you don't have to spend holiday and all the UK all you want, that's fine, it's your money. But I mean, by the time you discover all these new places, you realize that there's more to the world than going to London, shopping and all that, you know. So mm. when I went to my master's in 2011, that's when I discovered that type of travel. So prior to that, I would go to America, of course, see my brother. I'd go to London, just go to the typical cliche places. But then when I went to my master's in 2011, I discovered, like, meeting people from all over the world and just realizing that what CNN, I don't mean to say CNN, but what the media shows you is so different from like getting perspective from like a local who lives in a particular country, you know? So when I went there, I went on my very first different trip to Morocco with a bunch of my friends, Japanese, or Japanese person there, Chinese, it was a bunch of us, a good mix of us. We decided we're going to go to Morocco from London. It's just three hours away. And then we went, and when I beat that bug, I have not stopped. I'm like, what? <laughs> Morocco is like this? Nah, I have to see the world, you know? So that's pretty much how I started. Wow, that sounds so exciting. That, that, that's good. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Because I remember when we were in uni, <laughs> you used to mm-hmm. love to travel a lot. So, yeah, it, it's good. Yeah. And it's amazing that you've exactly. turned your passion to profit. So, yeah, yeah. here's why I'll ask you, how did you start out? turning your passion to profit what pushed mm-hmm. you to start out okay so when okay so i'll just do it's just going to be a progression from my 2011 story so 2011 first place i went to that was different from what i was used to was morocco and then once i went there stepped into the desert down to Durban nomads in the desert it was so different and wow. it just felt like oh wow just missing on so much and just wasting so much money Jonas, i went i can just gather experiences from all the different countries and all that so like i said i didn't stop after that i went to Seychelles, went to gambia went to tanzania i just continued like that right 
So yeah. fast forward to 2015, like I said, I have a degree in law. I also have a master's in law. I have an undergraduate master's in law. I was working in a law firm and I decided to just start off a blog because because of all this, my unique experiences I've been collecting over the years, I was like the number one resource for my friends. So if they are looking for something unique or somewhere unique to go with their spouses or even by themselves, they always just buzz me and go like, oh, please, can you, I know you've been to Tanzania before. What did you do there? Where did you eat? Blah, blah, blah. So every time, so because of that, because I got that request very often, every time I travel, even without them asking me, I've already done one. Excel or something on Microsoft Word that has like all the details that you need. But more like they just ask me like I just sent to them. I'm like, please don't stress me. This <laughs> is what you need, you know. I always had that document. I remember like I had the document for Seychelles, I had for Gambia, I had for Tanzania. I I have it for Kenya as well. Mm-hmm. So I just sent it to them and everything. And then one of them was like, Oh my gosh, you write so well. Like all sorts of different things are always happening to you. Like I I have a way of capturing my experiences to just excite you to want to go. You know, so I, my friend was like, you know, you actually, I think people are going to read what you have to say because this is obviously so exciting. Like when I was in space, I was, my husband and I, we got chased by a dog. Like, oh, really? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All sorts of crazy things that happened to me on holiday and all that. Like I said, I know how to. This is my legal background. It makes me write so well. So I know how to just capture all those things on paper, you know, mm-hmm. just captivate you. So he's like, you know, I think you should actually. I'm like, okay, okay. So I'd never thought about writing travel books. I was not even in my, I wanted to just travel and just enjoy my life. You know, I was like, hey, let me blog, educating people about travel. Like, you know, it's not even in my pipeline, but okay, fine, I can try it. So I tried it, and then that's how literally, like, my journal was just kicked off. I remember sharing different names with my family members. They're like, ah, since I'm Nigerian, and and also my experience in that's why I say that that my 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 master's degree journey was kind of like I mean I didn't start my blog until like four years after that, but still, I mm. feel like it was just the universe just helping me just create my path because I now have to go back because when I was trying to figure out a name for my brand because it was supposed to be like a personal brand. So when I was trying to figure out a name for my brand, I was like, what is the most memorable thing that I have done on holiday? And it was literally sitting in the Sahara Desert with Beba Norman. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I was literally like the Nigerian, only Nigerian, myself and a friend of mine were the only Nigerians there. So why don't I call myself the Nigerian Nomad or the Nigerian Nomad? And then I was just playing with different names and everything. Mm-hmm. And then my siblings are like, you know what, this thing is beyond you because you don't, you're not going to have that many stories. You understand? It's good for you to also get stories from other Nigerians that are like you and all that. So why don't you want to pluralize it? So instead of nomad, you call it nomad. So it's pretty much everybody's story and all that. So we say Nigerian, Niger, we start stuck with Niger nomad stuff. That's how we started. Mm. My brother banned out my first logo for me. Helped me. I had no idea about blogging, WordPress, blah, blah. So it helped me with my website, my WordPress, everything. Helped me out on everything. And that's literally how I started. So my first blog post was launched, I think, 16th of April, 2015. Mm-hmm. I was also working in my law firm then. So obviously, just doing the blog by the side, there was no profit or anything on there. There was no... It was just a passion. I was just a hobby that I loved 
something that I love to do, right? Yeah. So my so I put up my first blog post and then the comments were like, Oh my gosh, it's so exciting. I want to go to Kenya. Oh, I want to go to Kenya. How did you do this? So I get the emails back and forth, back and forth. And I'm like, hmm, okay, this is exciting, you know. Hmm. And I published another one special, published another one Tanzania. And then I decided, so my friends were like, oh, they can actually write, get posts for me and things like that. So I'll gather stories from my friends and all that, just keep posting and posting and posting. That's literally how it started. Then we opened up, I opened up an Instagram picture. I was doing all these things by myself. So mm-hmm. when, yeah, so obviously my friends doing what I do, they'll always source for pictures for me, just random pictures. Oh, do you like, do you think this picture can go up on the page? Is it my gentleman's worthy? And things like that, you know. So they send me different pictures and all that. And then it's very, so obviously, like I said, now it's just a hobby and everything, nothing financial, nothing profit attached to it or anything like that. I'll just enjoy myself and just, yeah, living my dreams. So um, my friend, um, so because obviously what I'm trying to gather is like unique experiences, things that people have never done before. My friend actually found this Kaju Castle mm. online and she was like, have you heard about this place before? Do you think you would like to do like a group? Because people had already started asking, oh, do you want to take people around with you on your trip? Yeah, I'm like, no, I beg. I don't like Nigeria. Nigeria is so Trust me, I don't like to stress myself. I'm like, that's just too stressful. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to do any group because, like, I'm not interested. Mm. So she now sends me, her friend, a friend of hers who lives in Abuja, went to Kajiro Castle. So she now sends me, like, have you seen this thing before, this castle? I'm like, this castle in Nigeria. I was like, wow, okay, I want to go. I have to Kaduna, for that matter. In Kaduna, exactly. The first thing I did was I published the guy's story. And got all the information I needed from him. He was very kind enough to share, shared pictures with us, shared everything we needed to know about the castle, you know. So I contacted the manager and then I did in collaboration with a friend of mine who runs uh, on Rival in Nigeria, which is like a platform that takes you around Nigeria and all that. So I'm like, okay, you know what? It would be good for me to do this thing in combination or collaboration with somebody that knows like the Nigerian terrain and Nigerian tourist sites and all that. So I decided to do it in collaboration with her. So we got all the information we required and everything like that, blah, 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 and all that. And then I don't know, people go, people want to go. I mean, we're so worried. We don't want to go to the north, Karina is this, da, 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 da. Is it too expensive? People are going to have to fly from Lagos. We thought and thought about so many were like, you know what, just let's do this thing afraid and just do it regardless. And we just did it. We just banged it out. And we were just looking for, because obviously there was me and her, and we were looking for 10 more people, because the castle wanted to accommodate 12 people to sleep overnight, you know. Mm-hmm. We were looking for 10 more people, and we got them in, probably like in like a month, because obviously we, we took our time, we are like, okay, we need people, we need to give people time in case they need to save to get there and things like that. People were so, there were some people that were extremely afraid, no doubt about it, but people were so excited and just willing to just explore. And I'm like, these are the kind of Nigerians I'm looking for. These are the people that I need to grow this community, you know? So that was like the first profit thing that I did. And if I'm being honest with you, we barely made any profit. We, 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 we probably made a lot, you know, yeah. but still... It was very exciting. People had a good time. After we did that, the next thing, everybody just wanted to go to Kajiro Castle, you know. So I'm just happy that, I mean, because of us, we put the place on the map somehow, you know. And then, yeah. But it's good. A lot of, yeah, because I don't think any travel company had done a book trip there. So 
most of the trips you see are like individual friends and things like that. But like mm. a trip that people are selling Kajiro Kapo for, definitely the first visit to do that. And this was in 2015. Wow. That's five years ago. Yeah. So we're the first visit that we sold like Kajiro Kapo as a, we were definitely the first visit to do that. You know, so it was very exciting and everything. People went, blah, blah, had a good time. The views were amazing. And obviously, they gave us feedback on different things that we can do to, like, improve and all that. And that's literally how it started, you know. Fortunately for me, I was pregnant around that time. And guess what? I didn't go. <laughs> wow. I can, I can imagine how, pain, how painful I that was, is, actually. Because I, 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 had, I had quite a, an interesting pregnancy. You know, so after I had planned and planned and planned everything, I realized I was pregnant and my pregnancy was not even smooth at all. So mm-hmm. I had a friend of mine went in place of me. And then that experience actually also taught me that there's no way I can be like the face or the forefront of this brand because in order for this brand to grow, I need like a team, an army. Right now, I can go to Canada for three months and nobody knows that the owner, the actual owner of my genomics is not around. Hmm. I love, I love that. I love, how, I love yeah. that. Yeah. Like, I can go, I mean, I go to Canada, like, almost every summer, and I'm there for, like, a month and a half with my daughter, or two months sometimes, and nobody knows that I'm not around because the business is still working. Yeah. Yes. So, that little experience that I had with my friends, so, like I said, the universe just has a way of just helping you just align with, you understand? That yeah. experience that I had with my baby just made me feel like hey, you know oh my gosh like, I can't be everywhere it's not possible like anything can happen you know what I mean so I need yeah. to be able to detach myself so much from the brand that I mean it just works without me that's really good and yeah and, <laughs> that's, and that's pretty good. much what we've yeah that's pretty much what we've done so like I said so I had I had the pregnancy so I was imagine I was actually out of Niger normal for like a year Wow. You know, yeah, I'll, this, I'll this is why it's good to have a structure because, yeah, it's yeah. very important. But I'll be honest with you, then and my structure wasn't solid then, you know, because I was just starting out. You get so obviously because I was out of it and everything, so I couldn't do any good, I couldn't do anything. All I was doing was writing blog posts, putting stuff on Instagram, but just ensuring that my space isn't there, you know, so just creating pictures, you understand, and that was all I was doing. So when I now came back, I think throughout that time as well, I realized that. Okay, you know what? I think this is what I can do this full time. I don't want to work in the law firm anymore. I don't want to go to court and say, "Me Lord, let us colleague, please." I know. I don't want to say, "Me Lord," my letter colleague, all that. white. I put it to you. I put you. Exactly. I was tired of doing that, so I was just like, you know what? I can do this full time. You know, so that one year that was off is just writing and just putting stuff on Instagram and everything. I'm like, you know what? I can actually do this full time. So let me just let me see. see. So when I came back from having my baby and everything, that's when I just put in my resignation and everything. And I literally just started. The group trips started coming in, sponsored trips. Like, I'll be very honest with you, it's been good. It's it's actually mm. not been bad. You know, it's it's not been bad at all. And obviously it's just hard work, consistency. That consistency, everybody's saying, oh, consistency it is a thing consistency is super important because you have to constantly be in people's faces so that they yeah. know that you exist yeah yeah i mean so your story is, that's is, it your story i hope is i answered easy. your question yes you did i mean and much more your story is so amazing 
I love how you Thank went you. from just conceiving, you know, the idea to launching mm-hmm. it. It's, yeah. it's really amazing. And you have done an amazing job. Well done. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. So here is the part I'll ask the question everyone is probably mm-hmm. waiting to hear. How do you make mm-hmm. money from traveling? <laughs> how do you make money from a passion, your hobby? Yeah. So, so, so for example, if there are different ways, right? Yeah. So for me, we make money from the group trips. And then obviously, we've also added some like add-on services that are not travel, but kind of like ancillary to travel. For example, we have Airbnb. We have ours, and then we also manage some as well. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's actually very possible for you to make money from literally going around the world and all that, but you also have to spend the money as well. You understand? Like you cannot yeah. just put up in the money and have like, zero Instagram, you have to grow your, especially if it's social media that is your focus. Yeah. You have to grow your Instagram page. People have to recognize you. Do you understand what I mean? You cannot just come up and then you have like 500 followers or whatever and you think Definitely. you're going to make money. No, you're not going to make any money. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I mean? So Definitely. it's actually just staying on course, being consistent. And another thing that I think is, I think that I know that works for people is also having like some sort of niche within the travel industry, you understand? So if it's solo travel that is your focus, let people know you for that. If it's budget travel that is your focus, let people know you for that. If it is like ours is more unique experiences for the Nigerian traveler, you understand? That's what people know us for. So they know that, ah, okay, I want to go to Boston and there's not a lot of information on Boston. Ah, Nigerian travelers will know somebody that has gone there. Yeah, and that's <laughs> you true. And that's, that's, that's pretty much who we are. You know, so people don't come to us for Dubai, London, all those inquiries. No, they'll say, ah, please, how can I get to Jordan <laughs> yeah. or Kazakhstan and all that. That is our niche. Because so you, you, you guys go to, like, I mean, places. Because I know it's hard to, for Nigerians to get to Jordan, but you organize the trip. Well, we had to. So yeah. We had to Jordan. That Jordan story, that one is an offline story for another day. Mm. But we had Jordan. Like, Jordan is almost impossible for a Nigerian traveler to go to. But somehow, somehow we're able to hack it. And we were supposed to be 16 on that trip. Unfortunately, there was only six people that could make it. Because mm. when we're supposed to go, the visas didn't come out on time. They came out like six months after. So it was in mm-hmm. April. The visas came out in September. <laughs> wow. wow. Exactly. That's so yeah, it's very mm. serious. You know what I mean? So you see Nigeria was on a trip to Namibia, Rwanda. You know, like all these places that like typical Nigerian would not even consider worthy of going, you know, that's where we go. So that has that's our niche and people know us for that. So for example, you get we get a sort of inquiries, Oh please, I'm trying to get to Kazakhstan. You know, wow. where is there. that? Yeah. Where is, is that even on the map? <laughs> you know what I mean? Those are the kind of things that people know. That's what people know us for. So that's what they come to us for, you know. So I feel like if you want to start out First of all, you have to be passionate about what you're doing. That's the first thing. Mm-hmm. So you're passionate about travel, what aspect of travel? If I said adventure, there's just there's a lot. You understand? Is it adventure, is it budget, is it luxury? Is it there's a lot of things. Is it solo? Is it solo female? You know, there's solo and then there's solo female. Yeah. Is it group? Is it this? There's so many things. So you have to figure out what exactly. First, you can actually start out just doing random traveling, you understand? And then along the line, you will find your niche and you'll find your voice. You understand? Now, when you don't find your niche, that is when niche brands now begin to approach you. You get Well, you have to spend money first. You have to travel. You have to gather experiences. You have to, you understand? Even if you even want to even start off having 
a travel company mm. and you haven't gone anywhere people come to you and ask you for information you can't even give them information mm. you get mm. like and if anybody comes to you because i've been to i've been to rwanda myself my my team has been to rwanda twice even we can do rwanda in our sleep you know wow. because we've because gone you, there yeah. we have yeah, we we have amazing co- an amazing contact person there who is even the person that is here right now because of because of our relationship with him and everything. Yeah. I mean, we I we sh- I shared his details on Instagram one time, and he's literally the one person that everybody calls. It. Like the amount of Nigerian clients he has, till today he keeps calling me and thanking me. Like he calls me his mom. So he's like, oh my gosh, mom, thank <laughs> you, travel mom. <laughs> I'm not that old though. <laughs> He's like, thank you so much for blah blah blah. This person, because some way, some because he always asks, okay, where did you get my details from and everything. But some way, somehow, is always connected to us one way or another. Whether it's two degrees or three degrees of separation, it's somehow connected to Nigerian one. And he's had like so much work from the Nigerian travel community. It's ridiculous. It wow. is ridiculous. That's I'm telling good. you, that's ridiculous. Really yeah. That's so good. that's the thing. So I mean, I mean, that's and it also shows the impact for. that you have on the travel industry too. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's, it's, it's good. You know, so yeah, thank you. So that's the thing. So I feel. So it's not an appeal. Please just be sure of what you want to do. And like I said, you have to spend money to make money. I mean, if we're not being consistent, if we had not traveled to different places, able to share our experiences with people, people share it. And do you understand? I mean, I yeah. doubt we're going to be able to get all the sponsored trips and all that stuff. You know, so you have to, you have to, have to, have to spend money, spend money. to make money and travel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There's no shortcuts. Thank you so at much, all. HD. I mean, this, this is <laughs> yeah. an eye-opener. And uh, yeah. in fact, you've answered uh, the next question I, I wanted to ask you. I wanted to ask Would you is? how, you know, to find your niche and establish yourself yeah. in an already saturated industry. And everything you have mm-hmm. said, you know, pretty much answered that. Mm-hmm. So now mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to ask you another question because I okay. know how intensive it is. I know how hard you work, actually. I'm used mm-hmm. to, you know, opening Instagram or any of the social mm-hmm. media apps. And then once mm-hmm. I see like a picture, probably a nice picture of, you know, a travel group, I'm like, this is Niger mm-hmm. Nomad. Of, of course, they're the one of those formation kind of pictures. <laughs> so how do you juggle all of this? Being a mom, being a wife, you know, and also, you know, the CEO to one of Nigeria's top travel services companies. So how do you do mm-hmm. all of this without burning out? I burn out. That's mm-hmm. why I go to Canada for two months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everyone needs to rest. I, yeah. Yo, so I, I, yeah, we're not superhuman. So I definitely burn out. And that is why that my holiday, like, it, it's something that I, I have to do at least so that I can sit down and bond with my family, talking, bond with my daughter especially, you know. Yeah. Like, half the time I'm in and out. I'm in Jordan today. I'm in Rwanda tomorrow. South African Airways is sponsoring me on something. I'm just jumping from plane to plane in and out, you know. So that summertime, I don't take any gigs summertime. I, I just literally this July. I just usually just pack my bags and go and come back in September. There's no compromise about this. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? So I definitely burn out, but I, I take, it's so important to take breaks. So I take those kind of long breaks. And then even in between work, as well, sometimes I wake up in the morning, Monday morning, I'm like, you know what? I really don't feel like going to work today. And I don't go. I just sit down, listen to my inside timer app to meditate and just, yeah. You know, so I take breaks. It's so important for you to take breaks. That's how yeah, I get burn out. I yeah, you know. 
we need to because sometimes we feel like we can do everything and then we put so yeah. much on our plate and then eventually mm-hmm. we can't handle it so it's important yeah. to take breaks yeah very 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 important because for me almost all those trips that i take they're not they're not they're work trips they're not holidays yeah so that's thinking so mode, i thought that you would rest yeah. <laughs> on your <laughs> trip you know <laughs> no you don't you work you literally you're working two for seven so if it's a sponsored trip you're working to create content for them if yeah. it is a group trip you're working to ensure your 12 to 15 um nomads are eating well sleeping well waking up on time for their chores and things like that so you're literally the first person to wake up and the last person to go to bed on those trips yeah that's and then also on those trips it is so on those trips you're also creating content for your company as well you know because content yeah. is there house please do a video Tell us, can you behind the scene <laughs> you know of everyone having fun yeah, yeah. Ma, can you help us do a video on the bus i'm like wow can i rest wow you know? <laughs> so there's literally no rest on this trip so that holiday that summer time that is when i actually go on actual holiday and then december as well christmas time new year actually i take a break too new year break summer break very important wow. and also i have a great support system you know my baby's nine nieces seven friends you know so she's really really good with her and then i just i, I make use of the resources I have available around me, the human resources. So my cousin stays around, my brother lives in Lagos, my sister lives in Lagos. So even if I have to go anywhere, I'm calling them up like, guys, I'm traveling. Come on, stay with you. It's your favorite name ever. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, can I be a nanny to your baby? Because I think I think I see a picture of you taking your nanny, you know, to one of those trips. I, oh, I just I want know, to be your holiday. I just want to be your holiday nanny. That's what I want. I just what what oh, yeah. position is vacant, please. I'll send in my CV. Okay, okay. Send in your CV. Yeah, so that that's how it works for me, and it's been working for me thankfully, you know. And then, like I said, and then my husband as well. He's also he's also very available, you know. So when he's not, so he travels a lot as well. So but when he's in, sometimes what we do is we try and so if I already have like a schedule, for example, the group trips, for example, when I have like group trip calendar for the year, I already pick like the countries that I'm going to. So he kind of like works his plan around staying home when I'm not going to be available. You know, so just making use of all the resources around you, human resources, that's what I do. And it's worked for me so far, you know. That's good. That's yeah. good. Thank you so much. For Thank this. you. So Thank my you. final question, uh, what yeah. advice would you give to someone interested in turning their passion to profit? I mean, everyone wakes up one day, I'm like, oh, I want to travel. Or, oh, I just want to write, you know, or I just want to mm-hmm. reach for a living. What advice would you give mm-hmm. to someone interested in turning their passion to profit? I would say be actually true to what you believe in and do not compromise and stay consistent. Like, that consistency thing. <laughs> I'm emphasizing it because I'm sure it's like a buzzword for some people. Like, oh, you're saying consistent, consistent. What do you mean by consistent? It's actually important to be consistent. I have learned that. It's so important. Yeah. So, because the thing is, you can only get better. For example, that's what I tell, like, my content team, for example. Like, when they're trying to form, oh, there's nothing. As I say, you know what, there's always something for you to post. Go out there and look for something. And then you can only, like, if, for example, like, okay, my content person, he's not, like, he doesn't have a lot of expertise in, like, videos and things like that and i told him i don't have a lot of expertise in videos but i learned jennifer and i realized that all the time that i kept creating and creating and creating videos i got so much better 
Because who says it is for you as a person? Do you understand? Like, right. Your development is going to benefit from it. You can only get better. Your feet will get better. That's it. You understand? Just stay consistent. Just stay on course. You understand? And yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think you will have any issues when you do that. So just staying on course, being laser focused on what you want to do, and just being consistent. This. This is amazing. Thank you so much, you today. I mean, I personally, I have learned a lot just from having this discussion. You know, with you. Thank you so much mm-hmm. for coming online and doing this. I'm, I'm so You're sure welcome. that my subscribers will be so happy to hear this. So yeah, thank you, no and hopefully, issue. this would, you know, grant me a free ticket to be one of the, yeah. <laughs> the numbers on your next <laughs> disco and curated trip. <laughs> I know, right? This, this, this. Mm-hmm. So again, how, how are you? So what are you doing? You know, with with all of the things mm-hmm. happening right now. I, that's that's actually that's actually a good a good one. Pretty much just the fact that we were able to diversify. So I mean, it's good for you to be laser focused, like I said before, and everything. But also because I mean, look at what the pandemic has done right now. We're able to diversify to. Airbnb through shortlist apartments, and that's literally what has been keeping the company afloat. Hmm. You have a <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's yeah. a good one. Because most companies yeah. are always pretty much travel companies. They help mm-hmm. you get tickets and, and everything. So exactly, and, and, and it's totally different. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, so we're able to put like one started with our own personal Airbnb, and then now we have six properties in total. So five we manage for people. So what we do, we manage Airbnb properties for for house owners, right? Mm-hmm. So we have five that we manage for people and then we have one that is ours. And I mean, May was a bit rough, but it's picking up in June because I mean, the whole world is just tired of staying at home and they literally just That's want true. to move. So June is really, really looking good. That's you know, true. so I mean, just diversify. It doesn't have to be something totally different because the Airbnb shop like space is still within the travel space, travel you know? So I, yeah, so I wanted something that, I mean, that wouldn't take my audience too far away, you know, and be like, what the heck are these people doing, you know? So we said, okay, you know what, short life Airbnb, I think that is a good one. Even if it's just one that we start out with, you understand, and that's like steady income you you get. So that's pretty much what we did, and we're able to get five more house owners that wanted us to manage their properties on Airbnb for them. So that's pretty much what I've been shipping the company up for. That's, that's really so cool. yeah, thank God for diversification. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, thank yeah. you so much, today. Thank you so, so, so You're much. welcome. so much for tuning in i'm so grateful that we got to spend this time together if you love this episode please leave a review so that more women can find this podcast don't forget to subscribe till next time cheers